0: Evening folks, this is Jesse Cope and there's another this is another episode of the American Soul Podcast out for one of our little walks. I have Stella tonight, our lab who is extremely excited that we're going for a walk and then Rocky, our wolf three-legged wolf who is somewhat excited got a gorgeous almost full orange moon coming up and our normal background music of frogs crickets by the creek etc thank all of y'all as usual folks for taking a few minutes out of your day to spend with me i'm grateful for that and i'm extreme extremely grateful for those of y'all who are sharing the podcast uh, subscribing to it talking to other people about it Uh, We continue to get a few more downloads here and there. So thank you so much, folks. I appreciate it. It means a great deal uh, to me personally, and I hope, even if just a little bit, to our country. So today, we are going to talk about a sermon... (laughs) from 1750, and before before y'all shut down on me and go to sleep, it is a sermon that many have said uh, was one of the most powerful sermons in pre-revolutionary America that kind of lit a spark uh, in people there. There were a bunch of preachers pastors at that time that talked on this subject um, hundreds that helped get America mentally, emotionally, spiritually ready for the revolution and I certainly don't mean to belittle any other contributions Uh, it's done out of ignorance if anything but this particular one uh, this pastor and I'm going to talk a little bit at first about some quotes out of another book that referred to this the book I've, I've referenced this book for y'all before it's a hundred Bible verses that made America by Robert J. Morgan you can find it on Amazon and another of other places but his book was the one that kind of put me onto this sermon and in his book, I'll read a couple quotes from it, but one of the comments he made is that a young John Adams, because this this sermon was given in 1750, and the pastor's name, if you want to go and look it up, was Jonathan Mayhew. Gave this in January, I believe, of 1750 up in Boston in the Old West Church. And just a side note that Mr. Morgan put into his, it happened to be the 101st anniversary of the execution of King Charles I. And there's a reason for that. So this sermon was called A Discourse Concerning Unlimited Submission and Non-Resistance to High Powers. And John Adams, who was our second president and one of our great statesmen in the Revolution, about 14 at the time that this was, that Mr. Mayhew preached this, and read it over and over again, he said, until the substance of it was incorporated into my nature and indelibly engraved on my memory. So Adams also later, this is, I'm pulling this from Morgan too, called this the Catechism for the American Revolution. So again, kind of the spark. And I'll read an excerpt that mr morgan pulled out of this sermon but i'm gonna stick to just the first little bit of this sermon for for most of this podcast folks it's it's pretty lengthy when you download it it's about 75 77 pages something like this so it's not a short sermon but it's it's a good one to talk about and we'll definitely we will come back to it more than just once because it's it's the subject matter is imperative today. And one of the reasons it's so imperative is because as a Christian nation, it's important to talk about those precepts and understand those precepts and principles of Christ. And I, I don't I try not to dip into that very often because I think there's a lot of people that that do that real well, but I will dip into it on some of them. And one of the ones folks that we get a lot of, of people who are Christians or people who are not Christians, but they want to use the Bible, as we've talked about in past episodes, kind of as a whipping stick to keep Christians in line, so to speak, even though they themselves don't believe, is a few verses from Romans 13. And I tell you what, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read those verses from Romans 13. So, starting with the first verse, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. So in this sermon, these are just a couple of comments that I pulled out of Morgan's book about, this is a quote from Jonathan Mayhew, he was the pastor again, that wrote this back in 1750. And this is from his sermon. Romans 13 urges the duty of obedience from this topic of argument. The civil rulers, as they are supposed to fulfill the pleasure of God, are the ordinance of God. But how is this an argument for obedience to such rulers as do not perform the pleasure of God by doing good, but the pleasure of the devil by doing evil? And such as are not, therefore, God's ministers, but the devil's common tyrants and public oppressors are not entitled to obedience from their subjects by virtue of anything here laid down by the inspired apostle. So I, I just want to read through that rule briefly because over the whole of this sermon, that's kind of not kind of that is Mayhew's point. He's saying that we have a responsibility as Christians to obey just authority Because it's put there by God. But if the rulers, the magistrates, you can read in here today, Congress and the president, governors and state legislators, if they don't do right, if they don't praise those who do right and punish those who do wrong, then they have no right to obedience from their subjects so that's a huge point today folks for a lot of christians because a lot of us either out of ignorance or guilt or whatever word you want to use there i'm not sure what would be the best we don't we feel like we have to obey authority at all times, or that that's what the bible is telling us to do but there's a huge caveat there folks that's what god's telling us to do when the authorities are doing what's right when they're not we no longer have that responsibility and that was exactly what happened with our founders in the revolution and the king and parliament so what i'd like to do now is read a couple of quotes from the beginning chapter of not chapter early but the beginning section of this sermon So this is Jonathan Mayhew again. Tyranny brings ignorance and brutality along with it. It degrades men from their just rank into the class of brutes. It damps their spirits. It suppresses arts. It extinguishes every spark of noble ardor and generosity in the breasts of those who are enslaved by it. It makes naturally strong and great minds feeble and little and triumphs over the ruins of virtue and humanity this is true tyranny in every shape there can be nothing great and good where its influence reaches for which reason it becomes every friend to truth and humankind every lover of god and the christian religion to bear a part in opposing this hateful monster it was a desire to contribute a mite towards carrying on a war against this common enemy that produced the following discourses. And if it serves in any measure to keep up a spirit of civil and religious liberty amongst us, my end is answered. There are virtuous and candid men in all sects. All such are to be esteemed. There are virtuous, there are vicious men and bigots in all sex, and all such ought to be despised. A lot there, folks, but basically he's saying we have a responsibility as Christians to oppose tyranny. And that's been echoed by Jefferson, uh, maybe Franklin too, a couple quotes that are pretty famous um, that I just can't pull up in my brain. The paraphrase is rebellion to tyranny is obedience to God. And this sermon supports that. And specifically talking and going back to Romans 13. And so you saying here, not only do we not have a responsibility to submit to authority that's doing wrong, we have a responsibility to stand against it because it hurts the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan folks. It, it, it spreads... There's nothing good that can be done under that kind of tyranny and oppression. And the sex, S-E-C-T-S, at the end that he was talking about are the different branches of Christianity. So he's saying there's no one branch. And this is such an important comment here, too. This is what our founders were really talking about, folks, When, when they were using providence or creator or when they were referring to god they were talking about god the father of jesus christ a christian god in the united states because we're a christian nation they weren't referring to allah or mother nature or or any other god out there right so that's an important fact to think about too and then the last thing and i know i'm kind of flying through this folks so as i said we will definitely come back to this There's a couple quotes right at the end that I want to talk about. Uh, This actually, he wrote this earlier on in the sermon. And he's talking about uh, bad politicians, bigots, and hypocrites in this sentence. Their censor is praise. Their praise is infamy. Right? Which makes sense. And then later on same page those nations who are now groaning under the iron scepter of tyranny were once free so they might probably have remained by a seasonable caution against despotic measures civil tyranny is usually small in its beginning like the drop of a bucket till at length like a mighty torrent or a raging or the raging waves of the sea it bears down all before it and deluges whole countries and empires my father-in-law brought this up just a couple days ago and then i read this again and it and it really clicked and we'll talk some more about this folks because i don't think i'm going to be able to do justice to it in the next minute or so but folks we've got a huge problem coming in the form of socialism communism marxism and, and we're getting the warning signs right now, but if we don't listen to those warning signs and stop going down this path, there is going to be a huge price to pay. There's going to be a lot of pain, and it starts small, and it's been going on for decades now, just a little bit at a time. They chip just a little bit more freedom, just a little bit more away from you away from our country and our nation, take a few more liberties here and there, a few more rights or parts of rights even, and then you look up all of a sudden and you live in tyranny and oppression. We've seen it time and time again throughout our country, I mean, throughout our world. Other countries have given us an example, folks. We got one right now, down in the Gulf of Mexico. Right now, in our backyard, down in South America. We've seen it in the USSR, we see it in China, Hong Kong. We've got examples, folks. The question is, are we willing to pay attention to the road signs? Because if we're not, we are in for a lot of pain. And and you can stretch that analogy a lot of different ways. uh, And we will further on down the road. All right, so I've taken all the time. I think I can suck from y'all today. I know that was fast. We will get back into it in a couple days. As always, thank y'all again so much for your time. Thank you for sharing this podcast and talking to other people about it. And as I try to remember to say at the end of each episode or most episodes, y'all remember what influence you have. Each of you has a sphere of influence. And it's, it's great, folks. Even if it's not that many people, you still have influence to spread the truth, to push back on the darkness. And we've got to, folks, because that's what we're fighting against right now. We are without a doubt fighting against darkness in America. But take courage. Take encouragement. You are not alone. We are not in this fight alone. And, and it's absolutely a fight that we can win, folks. Y'all have a good rest of whatever your day holds. And we will talk to y'all again real soon.